Hi, today we'll be discussing an expert from Ariel by Sylvia Plath. So I'm just going to go ahead and read the poem right now. Stasis and darkness, then the substanceless blue, poor of tour and distances. God's lioness, how one we grow, pivot of heels and knees, the furrow splits and passes, sister to the brown arc of the neck I cannot catch. Berries cast dark hooks, black, sweet blood mouthfuls, shadows. Something else hauls me through air, thighs, hair, flakes from my heels. White Godiva. I unpeel dead hands and dead stringencies, and now I foam to weed a glitter of seas. The child's cry melts in the wall, and I and the arrow, the dew that flies suicidal at one with the drive into the red eye, the cauldron of morning. So, if we go ahead and try to understand what Sylvia Plath is saying, let's just go back to the beginning and start. Um, so, stasis and darkness. Now, Usually, if you take in science, you should probably know this by now, but stasis is just kind of like a consistent state. There's not really any change. So basically, Plath's saying that she's stuck in darkness. Um, at least that's the way I'm interpreting this. Then the substanceless bloom. Um, so if something is substanceless, that means it doesn't really have um, any kind of shape or that it's not real. Um, and blue is usually a, a sad color, so we can say that she's not really in reality. She's kind of stuck in this darkness. Um, and the poor of Tor and distances. Now, I had to figure out what Tor meant, and apparently it's kind of like a mountain, um, or hills. So she's saying that she's stuck in mountains and hills. And if you have to hike up an entire mountain and then back down, you gotta know that's exhausting. So in my opinion, this is Plath describing her depression and how she views everything she is stuck in. Um, she just doesn't seem to think that there's a way out of this state. So, if we continue through, um, then we're going to look at this line. God's lioness, how one we grow, pivot of heels and knees, the furrow splits and passes, sister to the brown arc of the neck I cannot catch. Now, if I'm being honest, this part was super confusing to me. I had to think over it a lot. I even... When I first read the poem, I skipped over it. I didn't try to understand what that meant. And I continued to read. Because sometimes you need a little bit more context. Um, and continuing to read the poem can give you that. Um, instead of just staying stuck on one part. So, when I read this, you know, at first it was confusing. But after I read the entire poem, it kind of made more sense. So, I think that... The conclusion I've gotten from this, and the one that I believe the most, is what Plath is trying to say, is that, you know, she's kind of 
explaining that she has not tried to just stay in her depression. She has tried to get out of it. She's gotten close. She's used all of her will. You know, it says pivot of heels and knees. Um, to me, that kind of makes it sound like she's tried multiple things. She's tried um, different ways to get out of her depression. But then she just says the furrow splits and passes. Now, I take this as, you know, no matter what she's tried, it's never really worked out. Um, but the thing that was most confusing to me is that it says sister to the brown arc of the neck I cannot catch. Um, so I still don't really know what this sister to the brown arc she's referring to is. Um... But I have come to the conclusion that the neck she cannot catch is, like, all her happiness. Um, all the good memories, the good times. Um, just her being able to enjoy her life and escape this depression that she's stuck in. Now, um, the second conclusion I've come up with that I'm not really confident in, but I just want to mention it just in case, is that... Maybe she does have a sister. Maybe Plath is literally talking about her sister in this. And instead of talking about her happy times that she can't can't get to, um, maybe she's referring to her sister who has all these happy times and she's trying to catch up to her sister, but she just can't. Um, now, I don't... That one, I mean, I just feel like there's not enough clues and... To, to believe in that, but I wanted to get it out there just in case. So, if we continue on, I think this is where the experience becomes clear that suicide was the path that plan thinks is the best for her. Um, so she states, something else hauls me through air, thighs, hair, flakes from my heels. So, I think what's occurring here is that Plath is experiencing her afterlife. Now, we don't really know what her religion is, but she does state earlier that God's lioness, how one we grow. Um, so I'm just going to go ahead and assume she's Christian and she believes in heaven. But, you know, that's besides the point. Um, we're just trying to use context clues. I don't really want to, you know, research it because then I'll find spoilers and get other people's thoughts in my head when right now I'm trying to express my thoughts to you. Um, so anyways, uh, I think that her being hauled through the air is her going to this afterlife and it seems like she's losing her thighs and hair and the flakes from her heels. Now I'm going to go ahead and assume that these are her insecurities that she's insecure about her thighs, she's insecure about her hair, and um, her feet. So she's losing these things that her depression tells her are super big and dramatic and they mean everything, but now she's losing them and she's losing that weight and that pressure um, that something is wrong with her. So she's finally becoming a better version of herself. So next we have berries cast dark hooks, black sweet blood mouthfuls, shadows. So just like the previous part, this kind of stanza confused me. 
Um, now this one, I feel a bit more confident about the final conclusion that I've come up with, but I think that right now we are experiencing Plath's suicide. I think that these berries are actually poisonous and that's why they cast dark hooks and we can go ahead and assume that these dark hooks are in her throat. So this can refer to swelling um, or maybe it's doing internal damage that is causing her to cough up the black sweet blood mouthfuls. Um, but if anything, she describes the mouthfuls of blood as being sweet. And I don't know about you, but blood kind of tastes like iron to me. I don't really think about it as sweet. And I wouldn't think that coughing up blood would be a sweet experience. But to Plath, she's been suffering for so long and this state of depression that she just can't escape. So I think that to her, she's tasting freedom. She's about to be free. She's about to feel happy again. And she's not going to have all these burdens that depression has brought her. Um, so then we finally reach shadows. And I think at this point, um, Plath as her body on earth is officially dead. And, you know, she's just finally committed suicide. Alright, so then we continue to White Godiva Iron Peel. Dead hands, dead stringencies. Okay, so I don't know if I'm saying Godiva right. I always thought it was Godiva, but those are apparently two totally different things. Um, but Godiva is chocolate. I know that much, even if I don't know how to pronounce it. Um, so she's unpeeling white chocolate. I don't know about you, but I think most people enjoy the taste of chocolate. I'm not really a fan of white chocolate, but, you know, to each their own. Maybe Plath is, like, she loves um, white chocolate. So, obviously, this is a positive thing. Um, she's just become a better version of herself, and now she is receiving this chocolate. Um, and I believe that she says, I unpeel, and just like she's unpeeling the chocolate, she is unpeeling herself. She's losing these dead hands and these dead stringencies. Um, so stringencies are kind of like constricted and tight. So I think what she's saying is that she's losing these burdens. Um, She's continuing to lose the things that hold her down in life and that make her feel depressed. Um, so she's letting go of her earthly burdens and, you know, becoming her better self in this afterlife. Now, we kind of watched that little introductory video about who Sylvia Plath is. So I'm kind of cheating with this, but I know that she likes nature. So when I read... And now I foam to lead a glitter of seas. I immediately took that as peace. That's like on earth when she was suffering from depression and everything was just bad. She would find peace in nature. It was one of the few things that could bring her comfort. So now she can become one with nature once and for all. Like she can stay in nature 
and she's becoming what gave her peace so that maybe in the future she can offer it to others. Um, you know, people will say, like, when you get buried, you're returning back to um, Earth because um, if, again, we're making the assumption that Plath is a Christian, then she's going to believe that she came um, from the Earth. So, you know, now she's returning back to it. Um, so obviously this is a good passage. Now here's where things get a little wonky again. The child's cry melts in the wall. So my first impression of this was, you know, Sylvia Plath has a child. She has a husband. Um, so to me, this is the cry of those who love her and who feel pain that she committed suicide. Um, now, it's the melts in the wall that kind of throws me off. Um, I'm not really sure what that means. Uh, it could mean that it doesn't impact Plath because it's melting into the wall and she's outside so she can't hear the child's cry. Um, but I'm not entirely sure. Uh, but the second thing, and this one I don't really want to believe, but just like before, I want to get out there just in case, because um, it never hurts to, uh, you know, just state things for the fun of it. Um, you know, cover all your platforms. Uh, so this could also mean that Sylvia is being reborn as a child. And now that she's died, um, and committed suicide because of her depression, now she could be reborn as this new child, um, so she has another chance at life, um, to live a better life, and to not go through the same struggles. However, I don't think that this poem gives us enough clues to say that Sylvia is being reborn. Um, it just doesn't seem positive enough for that. Uh, if anything, it just continues to reference suicide. So I'm not entirely convinced that, you know, this is what's happening. And I am the arrow, the dew that flies suicidal at one with the drive into the red eye at the cauldron of morning. Crazy. That's like a cliffhanger, I feel like. That was such an odd note to leave us off on. Uh, I feel like there's more to this. But, you know, it, it kind of just wraps it up all of a sudden. Um, so I believe that this is Plath just basically confirming, I committed suicide. She uses the word in this stanza um, flat out. Uh, my only question is, does she regret it? Or does she still see this as a positive thing? Because um, she talks about being the arrow, the do that flies suicidal at the drive into the red eye of the cauldron of morning. Okay, so, I mean, we don't know if this red eye is a good thing. It, I'm assuming that it's talking about the sunrise because it says the cauldron of morning. Um, and usually there's dew that occurs overnight and then it's fresh on the grass. Um, or on a bunch of stuff in the morning. Um, so I think that the 
like my final thought is this is Plath saying that she has finally let go of all of her burdens and escaped her depression and that suicide was the best choice for her um because you think about an arrow it's just flying and shooting on and it's gonna reach its target and escaping her depression was her target and now that she's practically flying she can't you know fall if we reference back up to the top she can't fall into the furrow that splits so i think plath finally got what she wanted and she reached her goal and this conclusion is very sudden but i think it's her way of saying that she's happy and content now so Thank you for listening to my thoughts um, and hearing my ideas and, um, you know, the other ideas that I'm not so confident about um, regarding this poem by Sylvia Plath. I would love to hear your thoughts as well. And, you know, we can just talk it out and see if we agree or if you have any other new ideas that I didn't really hit on. Um, But thank you. And this is a really unique and exciting platform that I am excited to continue using in the future. So until next time, bye.